Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. The Bob Prince Authority, thanks for joining us as we get underway at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Wednesday, the 24th morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord, 2019. And guess what is in town? Yes! We've been counting down the days. The circus is in town in Washington, D.C. Who's got popcorn? Candied apples? Cotton candy? I see a clown. Wait, that's Jerry Nadler. There's another one. Oh, that's Adam Schiff. Holy goodness, are we in for a treat today. The circus is in town in Washington, D.C. Starring under the big top, the leader of the greatest witch hunt in the history of the United States government. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Mueller. Yes, he's going to be trying to be taming the wild Democrats. Dancing on balls. Running from whips. Hoping he doesn't get eaten alive. The Democrats are demanding that Robert Mueller perform to their satisfaction. 
Oh, my goodness gracious. This is every bit the circus that it was promised to be. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to give you the best coverage we can give you without listening to it live. We may check in a little bit to some live coverage. We are dialed in to uh, D.C. and uh, Capitol Hill. We'll, uh, we'll bring you something live if uh, the situation warrants it. But what we're mostly going to do today is analyze uh, the dog and pony show circus, whatever it is that you want to call it, uh, that is going on right now. Bob Mueller does not want to be on Capitol Hill. The man who is tasked with leading the investigation into possible collusion, the investigation into Russian tampering in the 2016 presidential election. Bob Mueller does not want to be there. Why? Why is Bob Mueller so hesitant, or why was he so hesitant to show up on Capitol Hill and answer to these questions? Subpoenaed, of course, by Democrat uh, committee chairs. Why? Well, we know why. Because Bob Mueller cannot give them what they want. Bob Mueller cannot get them what, uh, give them what they want, which is collusion and or obstruction of justice, something that can lead to the impeachment of Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States. He can't give that to them because it doesn't exist. And he told them so in his written report. That's why. He tried to head off this testimony by holding, in addition to the written report, a nine-minute press statement, not press conference, but a press statement in which he announced that he will have no more to say because everything he can say was stated in the report. And the conclusion of the report was President Trump and his 2015-16 campaign team did not collude or conspire with the Russians in order to affect the outcome of the election, and that the President of the United States was not going to be indicted or charged with any crimes related to obstruction of justice. Those are the two core messages from the written report. And Bob Mueller stood there for nine minutes telling everybody, that's not going to change. That's what the report says. That's my final statement. He was hoping that would lead to members of Congress saying, well, there's no point in calling him. That's all he's going to say. But they subpoenaed him anyway because they have no choice. In a way, a small part of me feels badly for Jerry Nadler, for Adam Schiff, for all of the demon rats who are trying to invalidate the election of Donald Trump. They feel like if they can just erase the outcome of the election by proving collusion, even though they have had more than ample opportunity to prove collusion. How much opportunity? 675 days. That's 22 months if you're scoring at home. The Justice Department appointed Bob Mueller to investigate all of this on May 17th of 2017. The investigation wrapped on March 22nd of this year, 2019. 675 days. They hired 19 lawyers, almost all of them big-time Democrat donors. Almost all of them partisans who supported Hillary Clinton, who lost that election to Donald Trump. 
Can anyone say conflict of interest? They had 40 FBI agents, an FBI that was led by James Comey and Andrew McCabe, who were complicit in the attempt to take down Donald Trump. They issued 2,800 subpoenas. They executed over 500 search warrants. They obtained more than 230 orders for communications records. 50 orders authorizing the use of pen registers to monitor electronic communications, i.e. spying. 13 requests to foreign governments for evidence. They interviewed 500 witnesses. They spent over $25 million, all trying to prove collusion, and still couldn't do it. They still couldn't do it. So now they're stuck in a position. They couldn't prove collusion or obstruction, and so it's back to business on the Hill. And if we go back to business on the Hill, doing matters of legislation, the government continues to run as is. And if the government continues to run as is, we continue to do great things as a nation. Because the nation is prospering right now. It is an amazing time of prosperity for this country. And if that continues for the next 20 months, Donald Trump is going to be reelected in a landslide. So part of me feels really bad for Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff and the rest of these uh, committee members. Because they know. We have no choice, they have to admit to themselves. We can't beat the guy. The guy's killing it. The economy, wages, jobs, he's killing it. And historically, presidents who preside over periods of prosperity economically always cruise to re-election. So since we can't stop him in that regard, the only thing we have left is we have to invalidate his original election. Kind of wipe it all out, pretend it never happened. So they couldn't prove collusion through Mueller, and now they have to drag Mueller to the stand to testify before Congress in the hopes that he'll say something in public and verbally that he did not, could not, or would not say in writing in the actual official 448 pages of the Mueller report. Because if he says something that is even remotely different than what he wrote, then we have something called a conflict. He's confused. He said one thing to us, he said a different thing in writing, and since he doesn't really know, we now have reasonable doubt as to whether or not the the, uh, Mueller report is valid. And that means what? That means we get another bite at the apple. We get to start over. Maybe appoint a different special counsel. Or maybe just start or launch another congressional investigation. Never mind the fact that the Mueller investigation was continuing at the same time as three other investigations by Congress, and all four investigations came up with the same result. Couldn't find any collusion. Couldn't find any obstruction that could be proven. Game is over. 
And they are so desperate to try to stop him, knowing they can't beat him in an actual election in 2020, they have to continue to try to bark up this tree. Quite frankly, it's embarrassing. Part of me feels bad for them. Part of me wishes they would all just resign from Congress in shame and disgrace and go back to their private lives. Because it is truly an embarrassment what they are doing to this country right now. This entire show trial today, this entire circus today, and I meant that. I meant that very seriously. This is exactly what it is. It's a circus, first, second, last, and always. And the President of the United States is tweeting about exactly that. We're going to share that coming up with you. we got a lot of analysis coming up as well. Political consultant and analyst Chris Begala is brilliant, and he will join me at 9.35 to analyze what we've seen so far of the circus. We're also going to talk a little bit about the circus at the border. Dave Ray from FAIR is going to join us in this program. And I would love to hear your analysis of what you are seeing from this uh, big top on Capitol Hill as well. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Join us for the Bob France Authority coverage of the Washington, D.C. Circus with big top, uh, what do we call him? Uh, what are the main event act? I don't know what we call him, but he's the guy, uh, Bob Mueller. Right here on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. Nine twenty three. The Bob Brands Authority continuing. AM fourteen twenty. The answer coming up. Political analyst and consultant Chris Bagala will be joining us at uh, nine thirty five to give his um, thoughts on the Mueller testimony, the entire existence of this probe, the existence of the report, what the report says, and why it must be followed up on by uh, these uh, hearings. Uh, and this testimony being offered under subpoena to the Democrat leadership. Uh, a little bit of what Bob Mueller had to say this morning thus far in his opening statement. Uh, apologies, hold on a second. We've got to make sure that that goes there and that goes there. And now you should be able to hear uh, Mr. Mueller. Hold on one second. We'll get this for you. Yeah, here's Bob Mueller. As I said on May 29th, the report is my testimony, and I will stay within that text. And as I stated in May, I will not comment on the actions of the Attorney General or of Congress. I was appointed as a prosecutor, and I intend, intend to adhere to that role and to the department standards that govern it. Mueller also said uh, or discussed in his opening five-minute statement how his investigation began. As the acting Attorney General said at the time, the appointment was necessary in order for the American people to have full confidence, confidence in the outcome. My staff and I carried out this assignment with that critical objective in mind. So that's just a little bit. The way that it went down, there was an opening statement made by Chairman Jerry Nadler. Then there was an opening statement made by the ranking Republican Doug Collins. Then the opening statement made that you just heard uh, small portions of from uh, Robert Mueller before the questioning began. And some of the questioning is very interesting. Before we get to all of that, however, what is equally interesting to me is the tweet storm that President Trump has authored this morning. He has been going crazy with Twitter. Uh, I'm not even joking a little bit. At least 11 tweets this morning, all related to this, and maybe, maybe, not necessarily in his best interest. It started two hours ago, 
and I'm going to read it all to you. You know, Hugh Hewitt likes to play the uh, tweet, tweetily deet 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 thing. I can't do that, but I'm going to give you everything the president said today, and I'm going to give you a couple of thoughts on it as well. The president tweeted two hours ago, "Quote: So Democrats and others, Democrats and others, can illegally fabricate a crime, try pinning it on a very innocent president." And when he fights back against this illegal and treasonous attack on our country, they call it obstruction? Wrong. Why didn't Robert Mueller investigate the investigators? Tweet number two. It was never agreed that Robert Mueller could use one of his many Democrat never-Trumper lawyers to sit next to him and help him with his answers. This was specifically not agreed to, and I would never have agreed to it. The greatest witch hunt in U.S. history by far. Tweet number three. Why didn't Robert Mueller and his band of 18 angry Democrats spend any time investigating crooked Hillary Clinton, Lyon and Leakin James Comey, Lisa Page and her psycho lover Peter S., Andy McCabe, the beautiful Orr family, Fusion GPS, and many more, including himself and Andrew W.? Tweet five. No, I'm sorry, four. So why didn't the highly conflicted Robert Mueller investigate how and why crooked Hillary Clinton deleted and acid-washed 33,000 emails immediately after getting a subpoena from the United States Congress? She must have great lawyers. Tweet 5. No collusion, no obstruction. Tweet 6. Great, or excuse me, keep America great. Tweet 7. It has been reported that Robert Mueller is saying that he did not apply an interview for the job of FBI director and get turned down the day before he was wrongfully appointed special counsel. Hope he doesn't say that under oath in that we have numerous witnesses to the interview as we move into tweet eight, including the president of the United States. Um, okay, apparently he deleted two of the tweets because they were repetitive and just corrections of mis- of typos in uh, in the first two tweets. So I said there were 10 or 11. There were actually eight now because he has deleted two of them. So here's the question that I have for you. Does the president sound confident in those tweets? Or does the, tre- the president sound scared? I'm going to tell you something. The president is not doing himself any favors. Tweeting in this storm that he has done this morning without any advice or counsel from anybody, uh, any of his closest advisors, clearly you can see he is going off top of the mind. This is just the way he does. He's not helping himself because he sounds afraid of Bob Mueller. The president has no reason to be afraid of Bob Mueller. The president did not do anything wrong. The president did not collude. The president did not obstruct. His team did not collude. His team did not obstruct. Let them flap at the gums. Let Bob Mueller reread his entire report aloud. Because at the end of the day, the conclusions of the report are no collusion and no provable obstruction. Even though Bob Mueller left himself a little bit of wiggle room to please his Democrat benefactors, those who are paying him, by saying we don't have any evidence he didn't obstruct, that's not the way this works. The president should sit there, allow them to flap at the gums, allow this nonsense to go on. If you want to maybe tweet something that disproves the statement, go ahead. But the statements made so far on Twitter this morning make him sound afraid. They make him sound like they make him sound like he's afraid of letting Bob Mueller testify. He doesn't need to be. He's innocent, and his 
entire administration and his campaign is innocent and all of that will come out in the wash. He doesn't need to make it sound as though he's afraid of Bob Mueller. I'm going to put that question to Chris Begala, one of our analysts who's going to be joining us next right here after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, uh, it's 9.35 as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer, and I just looked up in my monitor and I see that uh, Hank Johnson is now questioning. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I cannot see that man. I cannot see that man and not hear this. I don't know how many square miles that that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. That's a, that's an actual Democratic representative of Congress, Hank Johnson of Georgia, who once questioned a military general about the deployment of troops to Guam, suggesting if we put too many people there, the island's going to tip over. He was not joking. He was not joking. And better yet, he has been reelected to Congress some six times since that infamous audio clip, and now he is questioning Robert Mueller on the Russia investigation. Simply unbelievable. All right, thanks so much for joining us as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. I told you I had a special guest. I'm going to bring him onto the program now. Uh, Chris Begala is a po- political and media uh, consultant of the firm Begala McGrath. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for joining us here in Cleveland. How are you? Good, sir. I'm good. Good morning. How's you doing? I'm great. I I got to tell you. I mean, uh, I, you remember Hank Johnson, right? <laughs> I I do. He is one of my favorite members of Congress ever because he gave us a soundbite that will live on in infamy, and it is just typical, in my estimation, of the Democrat Congress that he's on an important committee like the Intel Committee or the the uh, Judiciary Committee, and he's one of those questioning Bob Mueller today. Chris, let's start. Uh, there's so much to get into here, and I really want to get your analysis of this uh, because I've been doing radio all morning long. I haven't been able to hear the opening statements. I've only been able to see a couple of recaps. Were you able to glean anything from the opening statements of either Nadler or the ranking member D- uh, Doug Collins uh, from the Republicans or from Bob Mueller himself. Okay, well, yeah, you know, it's interesting. You think that's hitting home. I turn on the uh, hearing, and none other than my mother is front row right off of uh, uh, Special Counsel Mueller's right shoulder. And uh, my sister's stepdaughter is a attorney, for the House Judiciary Committee and works with the Democrats on that committee. So it is uh, a wow. little odd, a little eerie. So here, here we go. But, uh, you know, the opening statement uh, by uh, Special Counselor Mueller was to be expected. He danced around the idea that, of course, there was no collusion and the president did not collude. But that does not exonerate the president, which is not his job. It's to find unlawful activity. And Mueller went so far as to say that uh, he didn't find sufficient evidence that Donald Trump obstructed justice. When was the last time you had a district attorney in any place in the United States of America go before the public and say, you know, 
I don't have enough evidence that John Johnson stole this car and kidnapped his former wife. But he, but he might have. You know, he might have. But I'm not indicting him for that. It, it, it is sad because this is a travesty. It's a political witch hunt. It's a disgrace in our country. And this committee and this committee's work under Chairman Nadler is suspect at best. It's political in nature. They're just trying to extract political damage upon President Trump, maybe stumble upon something that Mueller's handing them, like this ridiculous, uh, you know, discussion that, that there's no collusion, but there could be collusion. But uh, then, then they're going to look, you know, well, is there enough for impeachment here? You know, Bob, there are important issues facing this country, whether somebody thinks Donald Trump's doing a great job or a bad job or somewhere in between. He has a job to do. Dare I say, these congressmen and women have jobs to do. They have constituents. But that doesn't matter. Let's go out and just rip this country apart. We'll spend billions of dollars or millions at least and, and, and accomplish nothing. It is very, very sad. Well, I would say this in response, though, Chris. Uh, Chris Begala is my guest. He's a political and media consultant uh, with uh, Begala McGrath. Um, I, I think the Democrats, in their defense, are doing the work of their constituents. This is all they want. Um, if, if they were elected from these Democratic districts, um, they all want the same thing, and that is for Donald Trump's election to have been invalidated. I feel like they know. They cannot run against him in 2020 and beat him because almost uh, uh, inevitably any president who presides over uh, a prosperous economy and great job growth and, and so on is reelected with ease. It's a cruise to reelection. They can't beat him. So the only thing they can do is try to wind back the clock and invalidate his first election by proving collusion that could not be proven through 500 witnesses over, and what, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 right. search warrants, uh, and, and two years of investigation. So they, they have to try to go back and get another bite at this apple, and I feel they probably feel like they're doing the work of their constituents who elected them to stop President Trump. Well, you know, if you put yourself in, in their position, their mindset, uh, their political agenda, that, that's an accurate statement. It's sad, though, and yeah. uh, you're right. But already we have the media, which really, for, 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 the, most, for, for, or for the most of this country, uh, they believe it doesn't even exist. And, and you talk about the economy. Yeah, the economy's doing great, but not for everybody, not for all 300 million uh, Americans. You know, what kind of a statement is that? That's, that's what we're getting today. But 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 the uh, opening statement by Mueller again, he played politics, um, and and you know Nadler's up there, just believing that he's doing the Lord's work and and bringing you know shame and, and uh, disgrace upon President Trump, when most people in this country are just saying, can you just let the guy do his job? Yeah, and you know that that's a great point. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about the. Uh, statement that Mueller made essentially in the beginning. Again, I did. I wasn't able to watch the entire thing, but I did get a couple of highlight clips here. This is one of the things he talked about with respect to the limitation. Excuse me, the limitations of what he can say. As I said on May 29th, the report is my testimony, and I will stay within that text. And as I stated in May, I will not comment on the actions of the Attorney General or of Congress. I was appointed as a prosecutor. 
and I intend, intend to adhere to that role and to the department standards that govern it. So he essentially said, what I said in the report is all that I can say here today. Uh, what I want to know from you, though, is uh, if he stays within the boundaries of his report, as ordered by the Attorney General, Bill Barr, in a letter that was requested by, uh, by uh, uh, Mueller uh, giving him that admonition, can the lawyer he brought with him, that has President Trump so upset, by the way, and a lot of other people as well, because this lawyer was on the team, on the probe. His name uh, is uh, Aaron Zebley, and he was the attorney who represented the man that installed Hillary Clinton's illegal, unsecure server in her Chappaqua, New York home. Can he say things for Mueller that Mueller himself cannot say by uh, order of the attorney general? You know, that's, a, that's an excellent point, and I'm glad you brought up uh, the deadly individual. Now, uh, Special Counselor Mueller uh, deserves and should have uh, legal counsel there, but to have Mr. Zebley, who, who is, <laughs> you know, conflicted beyond anybody's reasonable comprehension to have represented Hillary Clinton and set up uh, the illegal server for her. But um, the, the question you raised, could Zebley, answer questions outside the report. Very interesting, and we'll have to sit back and wait to see if that does occur. But Mueller has already gone a little bit beyond the report because he is answering questions about Jeff Sessions' recusal, uh, the attempt uh, allegedly of Donald Trump to get him to uh, revoke that recusal and bring himself back in as Attorney General uh, for the president. So, so he's going there already. And and that that is uh, that's disturbing. Uh, he uh, was questioned by one of the Republican members about Fusion GPS and why that wasn't uh, delved into. How come he didn't get into the owner of Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson, which clearly is is the Russian collusion? And he uh, immediately and conveniently said, "That's beyond my purview." So he asked a number of questions by a Republican member about. And GPS and Glenn Simpson and others, and uh, automatically uh, he could not go there. That is beyond my purview. So that's disappointing as well. Was that an attempt to head off any Republican questions in that regard? I mean, when he literally said, I can't answer any questions on matters relating to the Steele dossier, I don't understand how that can be. When he is given such wide berth as special counsel to investigate all matters pertaining to Russian meddling in the uh, U.S. elections, and any... Uh, crimes or potential crimes that they may discover as a result of that. He is given essentially very wide latitude. How does he not have the latitude then to discuss the origins of his own probe's appointment, which, of course, came from uh, the Steele dossier, the phony Steele dossier that allowed uh, the uh, uh, FISA court to, uh, to, you know, to spy on, on, uh, on the Trump campaign? Well, that goes to the core of, of the lack of credibility or the complete non-credibility of special counsel Mueller, who was conflicted out from the beginning because one of the primary targets or primary individuals related to this entire effort was James Comey. And he is a personal close friend, maybe best friend to James Comey. That conflicted Mueller out from the beginning. And then he still gets the job. He appoints all of his attorneys uh, who have given money solely and completely to the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton. And then he goes on and is asked to conduct a special investigation into Russian meddling. Well, the Russian meddling 
was done by the Hillary Clinton campaign, but he never went there. You know, that's what the Steele dossier day is all about. The, the lies that were, that were put into that as opposition research for the Hillary Clinton campaign that were then used for the opportunity to get FISA warrants to spy on the Trump campaign and even place a spy within the uh, West Wing of the Trump White House. So he doesn't go there in his report. There's no credibility whatsoever. And today is just more of this folly. And I just, I just, you know, I wish that it won't happen, that, that uh, this country could just move on and allow this guy to do his job, which is President Trump, who was duly elected. But uh, continuing to this day, the Democrats still want to undo an election of President Donald Trump. Yeah, well, that's because, as I said earlier, they know that this, this, you know, the original election is going to lead to his reelection because he's doing well and the people of this country are doing well. So they have to invalidate the first to avoid the second. And that is the biggest problem here. Do you expect there to be any bombshell revelation? You know, this is, this is the Democrats quote, last best hope. Um, They've tried everything. Again, I ran through some of the numbers of the investigation. They gave this guy all the latitude he needed to press other people, to threaten other people, to try to use some of the people he caught in minor process crimes to try to turn over uh, better and bigger information that could implicate Trump and his team. They had two years to do it and found nothing. So is, is there any bombshell that you think will come from this today at the end of the day? Or tomorrow morning, will we be in the same exact place we were before this whole thing started this morning? And that is Democrats hating Donald Trump and President Trump uh, continuing to, to, to go along with his job. Well, it'll be more of the same. Uh, Chairman Nadler and in the media, like the Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, and all these others, MSNBC, are going to take what Mueller said today in his testimony that there was insufficient evidence to indict, and I can't indict a sitting president, but Donald Trump, I'm not exonerating him of collusion. So they're going to take that as the bombshell, which, which is a joke, as we all know it, and take that and say, essentially, we now know for sure that Donald Trump colluded, he'll still go there, and obstructed justice. And he should not be the president. That's where this is probably going to go, and there will be networks and newspapers and all sorts of media folks and Democrats who are going to take that and run with it and say, we finally have what we were looking for, and Donald Trump shouldn't be president. Chris Begala is my guest. Uh, last question for you, Chris, and I really appreciate you drilling down on this for us. Um, politically speaking, uh, how does this move the needle? Uh, far leftists are going to, of course, vote for anybody but Trump. Uh, far, well, I shouldn't even say far right, but conservative Trump supporters uh, are going to continue to support him and will vote for him again. Will this hearing drive any centrists into the president's camp because they see the 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 conflicts of interest and all of the things you're talking about? Or will it be effective for Nadler and the rest to do what they're going to do and drive centrists against the president? Good question, and, and obviously we're not going to know until the first Wednesday of November uh, of 2020. But i got to believe that the far left is going to gin up and say, oh, my gosh, we've got to move, and, and this is going to ignite a little bit more passion on the far, far left. The far right is going to be infuriated, as they have been with the treatment of this, in, uh, this president, 
And, and somewhere in the middle, I believe, is the answer. And I gotta believe that your average, everyday American who does not prescribe to the far left, does not prescribe to the far right, they just wake up and work and take care of their family and their kids and, and try to make a living and pay their bills and pay their taxes. I gotta believe that those people in the middle, those Rust Belt voters especially, right, that elected President Trump, and, and, and voters in, 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 in this city right here, Ohio, the state of Ohio, i got to believe that those centrist voters are going to say to themselves, this is a joke, and I don't like what's going on. We'll see come 2020, but that's what i got to believe. I think surveys, I don't know about specific to Ohio, although I do tend to agree with you there, I think surveys uh, said that after the Mueller report was released, people did indicate by a relatively large number, they're done with this. All right, enough is enough. You had your crack at them, you went at them, you couldn't get them, let's get on with the business of running this country. And if that survey or those surveys hold true, um, then those centrists, those undecideds, those middle ground voters are sick and tired of the Democrats playing politics with the future of this country all over over their butt-hurtness over uh, losing the election in 2016, that it will actually backfire on them and Trump will be re-elected relatively handily. But that's just uh, I, I, I a lineman's opinion. That. i got to believe that they're just tired of it, and, and I think, uh, you know, those voters uh, right here in Ohio, those voters in Michigan, and, and these other swing states like Florida have got to prescribe to the theory that they're tired of this. Just like you said, they're sick of it, they're playing politics, they're attacking this president, Maybe I like some of the stuff he's doing. Maybe I don't like some of the stuff that Donald Trump's doing. But let this guy be president, and he deserves another uh, four years because the economy's doing well, and I'm tired of all this politics. That's, uh, you know, right now, the snapshot that we have today, that's where I think this is going to play out. Very well said. Chris Begala, I really appreciate the insight and analysis. Chris is a political analyst and uh, a media analyst as well. Uh, uh, and I tell you what, it's great to hear from you from the firm Begala McGrath. I want to make sure you give credit there as well. I know you're based down in Texas. It's great to talk to you here in Ohio because uh, your message is obviously important to the entire country. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. And very interesting to see uh, how the Browns are going to turn out this fall. They're, they're an incredibly exciting team and... Uh, I, I, I hope for the best. I'm really hoping for the Browns to uh, make a big push this year. That makes two of us. That makes all of us. I love it. <laughs> Chris, thanks so much for the time. God bless. Appreciate you. That's Chris Begala uh, from the firm Begala McGrath. He's a political and media consultant. Uh, it's 9.53. We're a little late. Let's come out and get back in again right here, or get out, rather, and come right back in on AM 1420, The Answer. Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. So the dog and pony show continues in Washington, D.C. It looks like uh, Representative Bass is now questioning uh, Bob Mueller. And again, uh, we're going to try to tap into some of this maybe toward the end of the show after 1030. I really wish I was able to bring to you um, Congressman Louis Gohmert from Texas and his questioning. Because just watching the monitor while I'm doing the show, because obviously I can't listen to it, (laughs) talk about animated, talk about angry. Talk about aggravated. I don't know what you want to call it, but but uh, Louis Gohmert looked like he was laying in 
to Bob Mueller. Uh, I'm going to try to find that audio and bring that to you, but at this point in time, uh, I don't have it. I wish I knew what he had said. If you're watching this, by the way, and you want to clue me in, by all means, do it, because it's hard to do one radio show and uh, be listening to a television or a, uh, another audio version at some other place. So we'll give you the best we can. Also, while the entire country is fixated on D.C. right now with respect to this Mueller testimony, it is not the only thing going on. Children are being captured or bought or leased for use in getting into the country across our southern border, sent back and sold again, and being recycled as more and more migrants, knowing that families get special attention and special uh, treatment with respect to an early release than just ordinary uh, you know, uh, adult males coming through our southern border. Children are being trafficked. It is a fact. There are some horrific stories that um, Border Security Czar Tom Homan told yesterday. We're going to have that for you, and we're going to talk about it. The border still matters, even though we're all watching Capitol Hill right now. And our friend David Ray from FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform, will join us after the news. Right here on. 